anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me after a brief hiatus is my better half, Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's going on, man? How you been? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Got the garden tilled, ready to uh, ready to do some planting. We actually got the tomatoes in last night, and then I got everything else prepped today. We've got watermelons, cantaloupe, cucumbers, beans, uh, peppers. I can't remember what else. We've got all kinds of fun stuff that's going to be going in. So, and and I got bands ordered for the baby goat since baby Charlie has not been sold yet, and he's getting to the age where. Uh, he keeps trying to hump the cat. Um, time for his balls to come off. So bands will be in on Monday, and then he's losing his nuts. Oh, so the way, this is like they tie fucking rubber bands around your your balls for like until they fall off or something. How's this shit work? Yeah, it's perfectly painless. <laughs> I mean, it, it's this like little it's this little rubber band. Um, Hang on, for the viewing audience, let me grab the thing that we apply them with. It's literally right there. Keeps them right next to his computer. Some guys are into that uh, I, thing. I keep, a, I keep a spear next to the computer, but this, <laughs> it was on the counter. So this thing is a uh, a band castrator, and it just stretches this little super tight rubber band, and you just clip it right on his little nutsack. And uh, after about a week or so, they just die and fall off, and that's it. He Life goes on and he has no nuts. That sounds awful to me. <laughs> Jesus. Um, what do you like? All right. So what do you do when they he fall off? right into hillbilly, right, right off the <laughs> yeah, gate. <laughs> I mean, we don't call him hillbilly boy Campbell for nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, he had to change his profile name on Twitter or his Twitter handle, whatever the hell you guys call it. You have because no idea. It's so apropos. People- you have no idea how many people message me and they're like, hillbilly boy. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to run with it. That's that's me from now on. Got to embrace it. It's Well, it sounds like you're going to be all set if there's any food shortages your way, uh, aside from the whole baby formula thing. But you got a nice garden going there. Nice garden, plenty of chickens, egg. I've got more eggs than I'm, I currently have close to 12 dozen eggs somebody buy some eggs because i don't need 12 dozen eggs um that's a lot of eggs make some fresh pasta and you know my wife has been prone to do that at times in the past i might give her a project make us some pasta yeah for any listeners out there that want to do some cooking it's pretty fucking easy four egg yolks two whole eggs two cups of flour and some salt 
mix that together, knead it into a dough, let it rest for about 30 minutes, and you got delicious fresh pasta. Um, anyway, so you can make a shit ton of fucking pasta. And the more egg yolks you yeah. put in, it's like the richer it is, but the, the tougher the dough is to work. So there you go. It'll start a food podcast. I, I was watching this fucking one guy. He's got like 6.3 million fucking YouTube subscribers. And uh, something Wiseman, Josh Wiseman or something. I don't know. Uh, he does good work. But I, just, I was blown away that he's got like fucking over 6 million subscribers watching him cook stuff. Yeah, did you, speaking of watching people cook stuff, there was a really funny clip. It was some Twitch streamer that she was doing some sort of marathon stream and like set her kitchen on fire trying to cook some. It looked like she was trying to like cook some fried chicken or something and, and almost set her entire kitchen on fire. It was fucking hilarious like if if you haven't seen it or heard of it go go look up twitch streamer sets kitchen on fire it's crazy she uh, just uh, for a good laugh that's yeah when you're frying stuff you gotta be fucking careful man that it goes it goes awry real fast um the fry goes awry anyway uh what were we talking about food shortages (laughs) it is friday afternoon folks so our brains are a little scrambled. So you've got a good garden going. Um, I'm seeing shortages being talked about pretty much across the board, but the big thing is the baby formula shortage. Now, to me, I'm just like, I don't know. I haven't had any kids yet, but can't women just breastfeed? Uh, Like, isn't that how we used to do it? Yes, there are. See, we were talking about this this morning. They're actually becoming more frequent. Uh, women have specific problems where they either they don't produce enough milk or they just have some like something that prevents them from producing milk or for some reason they just physically can't breastfeed, which has become more prevalent over uh, the past several years. I, I would say probably over the last 20 years if we were really going back and looking statistically at it and tracking it um excuse me but yes in theory but that it's not always exactly that simple but then like one of the other things that has been getting spread around is there are actually like pretty simple homemade formula recipes that you can make your own from stuff that's not in short supply well of course the fda comes out and says no, no, don't do that. You can't be you can't be making your own formula from perfectly normal, healthy, all natural supplies that you can find in your grocery store. No, no, you have to. You can only use the FDA approved formula. Yeah, gosh, you know the same shit that uh, the same shit that got recalled, which is what's resulting in the shortages to begin with. It, oh, so that's what's co- what's causing the shortage is a recall. Yeah, uh, Abbott, I can't. Uh, I think there. I think Abbott is a major supplier for Similac. I'm pretty sure is the uh, the producer that Abbott supplies. Anyway, huge recall because uh, it was something about the formula was causing children's intestines to effectively die. Uh, two kids, two infants, actually died from it, and so. They pulled it all off the shelves, did a full recall, and that's what's resulting in the shortages. Uh, you know, 
Yeah. Two kids die from it and it goes into a full recall. How many people die from the vaccines and they're still pushing that shit? Yeah. Well, it, you know, it is fucking just hilarious to watch the FDA freak out at the possibility of you making something for your own kid to eat. Like you're going to be feeding them for the rest of their fucking lives, basically in your house with unapproved FDA foods. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't understand. Like the government just hates competition and they can't let the possibility be out there that there are things that don't have to be FDA approved that are perfectly acceptable to like, they don't want people they don't want it to dawn on people that have been programmed to, to freak out. Oh, you're not FDA approved to be consuming things that aren't FDA approved and have this light bulb go off in their head. Be like, oh, we just did this without FDA approval. And look, we're perfectly fucking fine. Yeah. I, I mean, like what it, what is in baby form? Like, I, I don't know. Also, can't like you just sell can't women that can produce breast milk sell it? I mean, like what percentage of babies can consume breast milk because they're like lactose intolerant or something well and like the there are there are even home recipes for uh for lactose free i think yeah like soy i might be wrong on this um i'm pretty sure it's you can use goat milk for uh a homemade formula and goat milk is goat milk is uh lactose free i'm almost 100 percent positive i'd have i'd have to go back and, and look at that again but i'm I'm almost 100% positive that you, you can goats. use goat milk to, yeah, and I've got goats. You can use goat milk to produce a homemade formula that is lactose-free. So there you go. Solution to that problem. This guy literally has the solution to every shortage problem that the U.S. is facing right on his farm. Um, yeah. Just so, come set up tents on the property and we'll, you can pay rent and we'll, uh, we'll just have a, have us a nice little commune here. It, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I do wonder what's happening to Americans now. It's like there's a lot more fucking allergies. There's a lot more like lacto. Like, uh, my my nephew, one of my nephews is, or no, it's my niece. My niece is lactose intolerant. And they found this out like after a couple months, you know, it's, it's kind of hard when you have an infant to figure out that they're lactose intolerant. But and I don't know, sister was vaccinated. I'm not making the connection, but it it's uh, something is happening, I think, that causes all these like, first world fucking allergy problems, peanut allergies. Like they don't have that shit in fucking Africa. <laughs> like, but, you know, like like correlation isn't causation. But since the mid 80s, when all of the uh, the vaccine program got put in place for infants and and youth like the vaccine schedule since that came into being in the in the mid 80s that's when you've started to see a lot of this stuff really really ramp up and then you also have other stuff like uh like peanut allergies and stuff like that that have become a lot more prevalent over the the past you know 20 years or so and there was a study on that uh Five years ago, I want to say that the what the the reason that they believe that the peanut allergies and stuff like that have increased like exponentially over the last 20 years is because 
parents, it's this helicopter parenting bullshit. The parents are so worried that their kid is going to have a peanut allergy or some other type of similar allergy that they actively avoid that stuff and keep it away from their kids. So then when their kids are finally exposed to it, they haven't like they haven't built up a natural tolerance to these things that are just found in the world. And so then when they are exposed, it triggers an, an allergic reaction that otherwise wouldn't have been there if they just had like a natural exposure to stuff throughout the, you know, the course of their normal life. Like it's this whole sheltered uh, bubble parenting type of society that we're living, living in is at least some part contributing to all of these like health crises that are happening in kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just makes sense too. I mean, any, like, I always think of like astronauts up in space because there's no fucking gravity and their muscles just atrophy. Like, um, and, and like you, you look at the, like the complete, just, I, I call it the pussification of America and you're not doing these kids any favors by sheltering them from having their feelings hurt or their ideas challenged or their immune systems challenged, you know, go, go outside, play in the fucking dirt. Like when I was a kid, we just fucking did shit and we went to fucking restaurants and we ordered food and they brought it to us. It wasn't like, are there any allergies at the table that we need to know about? Like, I can't have this. You can't have that. No, no, no. Like this is what's on the menu. You order it and you fucking eat it. There was a smoking section. <laughs> like I, I, there was, you know, somebody posted a picture of the uh, like the, the actual like cigarette vending machines. And I was like, holy shit, I fucking remember those. <laughs> like, I'm really getting fucking old. Like they'd be at the front of the restaurant, like an actual vending machine of cigarettes. And I, I mean, like, yes, yeah, certainly some of this stuff is very bad. Like you shouldn't just be sitting in like a smoke filled room the whole time. But again, I think the whole secondhand smoke thing, first rate killer was really blown out of proportion. But, you know you have to expose kids to things that challenge them throughout their lives, or they're going to grow up to be this generation of the fucking, uh, this woke culture thing that freak out every time they don't get their way. And, and then they start, you know, uh, terrorizing other people because they're, they're basically fucking infants. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say an actual infant has more utility than a lot of these people. Yeah, well, uh, speaking of infants, we we do have uh, some Roe v. Wade developments. I guess they've been protesting outside of Supreme Court justices' houses. I find that very interesting. Um, I, I find this whole thing very interesting. There, there's just so many levels to it, but it's like <laughs> we're just gonna go and intimidate the these wise overlords. Like they used to have. Up until they like threatened to overturn Roe v. Wade, they were like the Messiah. They had these special robes and what they said was the law of the land. We can't question them and blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, oh, we're going to fucking intimidate them into doing what we want in the name of democracy. Because <laughs> that's how democracy works. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. Like nobody, we we talked about this before. Like nobody actually believes in democracy. They they just believe in getting their way and whatever they have to do to get their way, they'd be fine with it. Um, I would be fine with you know like getting my way. Uh, if it didn't have a majority, I don't care. That who cares about a majority? Um, and yet, like if 
55% of the people voted to uh, start slavery back up. I don't think uh, people would be all for that because democracy has spoken. Um, I don't know what run else. A, run a Twitter poll on that. See how that, see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, we talked about it when it first happened, but remember the Twitter poll, but uh, what was a better use? What would have been a better use of Elon Musk money to end world hunger or to buy Twitter, you know, like, 80 something percent said by Twitter. Run a Twitter poll and see like how far it would get. Would you support restarting slavery and see what the response is? Because I bet it would be hilarious. And, and you would also get just absolutely ripped apart for it. But wouldn't that be like it would be hilarious? Like the because the people who are going to come in aren't going to understand the irony of or you know the the joke of the poll. And so they're just going to screech and re, and then that gives you all kinds of fun stuff to talk about with that. Uh, one of us should probably run a, one of us should probably run an experiment with that. Yeah, well, I, I haven't blown up my Twitter account yet. I got one left. <laughs> Maybe we'll wait till if the deal with Elon actually closes. Uh, which, by the way, I, I, I'm seeing that he has sort of changed his mind. I, I was warning about the funding that he was trying to, uh, when he was leveraging his Tesla stock as a, like a margin call loan, a margin loan to sort of bridge a, like a $12 billion gap in funding. He's, he's walked that back. I think he cut it in half. It's like six something because he got some other backers. And now he's looking to get rid of that element altogether and find some other way to come up with the six point some odd billion dollars, which to me is a much better way of going about this, especially with the precipitous drops in the stock market that we've been seeing. Like these, a lot of these stocks have just been getting fucking hammered the last uh, week or so. so. So what's pushing that? Like you're, you're a little more uh, ear to the ground on that sort of stuff. What's pushing it down? Like would, would it be outside the realm of possibility for the, for the fed to like drive stocks down just to push elon out of his ability to do that like would they protect their their asset in twitter that that much as to tank the market for a couple of weeks just to keep him out um <laughs> that's an interesting point i you know i never really thought of the fed as uh having an out, a hand in that um the the fed's in a really tight spot because Inflation is fucking surging and they're trying to keep it under wraps. They're remember, if you remember back last year, it was just going to be transitory. And then, you know, at first we didn't have enough inflation. You know, we were at like we were over two percent, but because we were under two percent for so long, like this just balances it out. Then it's transitory, then it's like a good thing, don't worry. <laughs> and now it's like fucking it's eight percent, it's ten percent, it's eleven and a half percent. It's fuck they can't control it. The the genie's out of the bottle. The only way that they can get inflation under control is by raising interest rates by a lot, not by a half a point, not by three quarters of a point. Uh, we're we're still we're still under two percent. So, which um, uh, which European country was it that was raising raised it up, uh, raised their interest rates by an entire percentage point? And there was I saw it. Shoot, it's been it might have been end of the week last week or early this week. Like uh, some European know. country jacked an entire point. Yeah, I mean it's going to take drastic 
moves like that because you have to get over the inflation, like you have to get rates above this inflation rate to to really um, combat it. And and what that does is put a lot of downward pressure on the stock market. Like most of these, uh, most of these stocks were pumped up to insane levels as the as the, the the quantitative easing process continued to take place. Like the Fed, Federal Reserve was pumping forty to eighty billion dollars a month just basically into the stock market, and. Um, you had very low. The, uh, the Bank of England raised their rate by one percent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you had very low interest rates, which entices a lot of these companies to, um, you know, borrow money, buy back stock. That puts upward pressure on their stock prices as well. Um, so yeah, there's. It, it's just it was a massive unsustainable bubble. And we're, we're at the point now where it's like, do you, do you prick this bubble in the stock market with, by raising interest rates and stop the, you know, the money spigots from flowing in this easy money flowing to wall street, or do we risk destroying the dollar and keeping, you know, keep interest rates low, keep stock prices, you know, um, artificially high. Uh, now, I don't know. That would be very interesting if the Fed was like, hmm, let's see if we can put enough downward pressure on Tesla stock to, to see if we can keep this Twitter deal from going through. Uh, my guess would be it's just a lot of downward, like, you know, like short sellers have always been shorting Tesla. A lot of people are still very skeptical of this deal. So I yeah I don't know I don't think the Fed has a hand in it that would be fucking epic if they did um, I wouldn't put it past like other you know other people in government to sort of I don't know just like rally you know big hedge funds and stuff like short this short this and you know with like a wink and a nod kind of thing I wouldn't put that past I don't know if the Fed would be involved in that but like other fucking congressional members or something yeah like some sort of deep state thing i would absolutely uh see that as a possibility i mean let's not forget what happens when you fucking threaten the the deep state you know they they take you for a fucking a convertible ride yeah they don't uh, they don't play nice when you're threatening their uh stranglehold on power and and information yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's no coincidence that they came out with this disinformation governance board, like, oh my God, already? Um, like fucking 10, 10, 10 fucking minutes after Elon Musk like solidifies the deal for fucking Twitter. Um, all of a sudden, now we have a ministry of truth who's out there talking about like blue check marks need to be able to edit other people's tweets. I mean, like you can't make this shit up, but that's how afraid they are of people just being able to communicate freely. Yeah, let's turn Twitter into Wikipedia where that anybody who's verified, blue checked and approved can go in and just make changes to your post. If you if you're not being uh, honest or if you are posting something that's misleading or misinformation or uh out of context or whatever then they get to go in and they can add a they can add something to your edit your post and add a clarification to it and and give a give a notification or a warning for what you 
have put on there that's wrong or misleading. Like, I want to be able to edit my own post before you let some fucking right. Yeah, edit we can't even post. do it ourselves. Yeah, he should actually, if this deal does go through and Elon buys Twitter, he should make all those blue check marks re-verify. That's one thing he should start with. Like, I don't like this old system of verification. We're going to go through this again. Um, but yeah, that, that would just talk be about, fucking insane. I think he did talk about having like all of, all accounts verified to, to some degree, which um, which kind of threw some people into a tizzy because, you know, there are a lot of anonymous accounts out there. I think, I think, uh, I think Twitter is actually approaching more account. There are more Twitter accounts than there are human beings on the planet. So like, obviously they're not all, uh, they're not all individuals, but there are a lot of like, you get, you know, podcasts have their own channels, businesses have their own channel or their own, uh, Twitter, Twitter handles, like mm-hmm. they're not all individuals, obviously, but, and, and there are, you know, the ones who purposefully run anonymous accounts because whatever in their own personal lives, like, so I, I understand the, uh, the arguments against that, but at the same time, he's not saying that you verify your account and it makes your information public. Like, just you just have to prove that you're a human being excuse me that you're a human being and not a robot so you just have to like pick out how many pictures have a fire hydrant in them or something when you log on yeah yeah do the caption and then you're good to go <laughs> oh man yeah it it is a crazy fucking time to be alive i like you go from like all, all this stuff that we've been talking about with roe v wade and the fed to like these food shortages we've been warning about forever. Um, you know, Roe v. Wade, it's perfectly acceptable to make your own uh, abortion pills now using horse medicine, actual horse medicine, but you can't use human medicine that they also have a horse uh, version for that's been used for fucking decades to treat, you know, the sniffles. Um, you can't make your own baby formula, though. <laughs> Like that's off fucking limits. You have to use the FDA approved stuff. Uh, God, it's, this is just fucking insanity on a level that, I mean, it's, it's getting so fucking cartoonish. I, I was doing one of those, uh, one of those fucking training things, like a diversity equity and inclusion thing. And it's like, they're showing, they're showing cartoons for kids like they showed us a cartoon that was like it had to have been designed for like seven-year-olds and they gave us a trigger warning before we watched the cartoon that involved like it was like a ball of yarn was like the main character of this cartoon it was like the dumbest shit i've ever seen and people fucking love this stuff i i don't understand what is happening to the fucking world um, everybody seems to have gone fucking crazy, except a, a very small percentage of us. And uh, I, I'm not exactly sure where to go from here. The, the, the politicians clearly don't give a shit about what the American people want. They're going to play lip service to, oh, yeah, rising prices and as if they didn't have a hand in this. It's all Putin's fault. Um, you know, and then they'll, they'll turn around and give $40 billion to Ukraine. 
and, and claim that this is somehow in the interest of the American people. And, and to me, nothing sort of highlights that disconnect between like the interests of the U.S. government and all of the politically connected, the military industrial complex, all those big ass, you know, Wall Street and uh, weapons companies and all that. And then the actual American people who are apparently can't get baby formula to feed their fucking babies anymore, or at least they're going to really struggle to do that. Um, they're going to struggle to put food on their table pretty soon if these prices keep rising. And yeah, they're just going to run off another $40 billion and send it over to Ukraine. It's insane. Right. And I'm pretty sure they could have ended world hunger with that instead of you know throwing it down the toilet at Ukraine. Yeah. And isn't that something? I haven't heard of one fucking person that was complaining about how Elon Musk was spending his $40 billion complain about this. They're all on the side of, yeah, we support Ukraine. And as if this money is actually going to really support Ukraine, first of all. Uh, second of all, like they, they live in this fantasy world where it's like, oh, well, this money is being used to, to help defeat the, you know, a, a dilapidated Russian military who's, you know, why do you think you're having food shortages right now? Because Russia's got, you know, has taken control of all the farmland and all the grain in Ukraine. And so this money is going to go over there and they're going to get weapons and they're going to defeat the Russians. And that's going to open up all this grain again, the breadbasket of Europe, so that all the inflation you're seeing will be gone because we gave $40 billion to Ukraine. That, in a nutshell, is actually what somebody said to me on Twitter the other might have been yesterday. This is I'm, I'm dumbfounded. Like that, that is very possibly the dumbest thing I think I've heard. Yeah, and I, I'm trying not to be. A, I'm trying not to there. be a. Yeah, I'm trying not to be. A, but these are the these are the people that need trigger warnings for seven year old cartoons uh, that, that that make these like retarded arguments for Roe v. Wade, like absolutely retarded arguments. Uh, the, the inflation is is uh, Russian armies taking control of grain over in Ukraine. That's as soon as we defeat them, the inflation will be gone when we're literally creating inflation by sending them 40 billion dollars out of thin air. Like that's the actual inflation, along with the you know six or seven trillion dollars that they conjured up out of thin air and and threw into the fucking stock market and directly into the hands of the american people well and then all those same people are pissed off because rand paul uh is holding up that aid to ukraine because he wanted a provision added to the bill that would assign an inspector general to oversee how the billions are spent so we can't just be sending them 40 billion dollars all willy-nilly with no you know with no accountability somebody needs to actually make sure that this is you know going somewhere and it's not like this would even be difficult for them to just say, okay, this jack off over here who's yeah, been like, working for us for a decade, he'll be the one who oversees it. Like they could have just put somebody in the position. They wouldn't even do that much. So now uh, Rand is holding it up and it's not going to get to go to a vote until like next week or something. And so now they're all pissed off at him because he's holding up 40 billion. And how many billion have we already sent him? It's, it's close to 20, if not more than that. I'm not like, I know we've already sent, and that's not, that's just dollar figure in aid. That's not even counting the military equipment and supplies and everything else. Like, yeah, yeah, and I, I, you know, 
okay if that's what you got to do to sort of hold this up uh, like uh, all right but like the idea that there's actually going to be oversight for any of this stuff is is absolutely ridiculous i mean these these guys lose trillions of dollars on a regular basis over in the fucking middle east and then there's there's just no such thing it's an oxymoron congressional oversight a governmental oversight of governmental horseshit has never fucking actually happened that's why they, they set up these committees that never fucking accomplish anything and they investigate this they investigate that nothing ever comes of it I would love to be the guy that gets to oversee the 40 billion because you could pocket like 10 of that and it, nothing would ever, nothing would ever come of it. Of course not. I mean, in $10 billion, the, the U S government is a fucking rounding error. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti coffee. You know them well by now. They're our oldest and longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your morning started right with the taste of freedom. Go to Lorenzotti.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti, L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee, promo code fiction get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys and not only are they fans of the show but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor so go order some coffee order an espresso machine get a coffee grinder do it all at lorenzotti.coffee promo code fiction all right and uh well the the other thing about this like You'll, you'll hear these arguments. Well, if like Ukraine held out for just a couple weeks, that's a win. And, you know, the longer they hold out, the better. And they're kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth when it comes to that, because they're, the, the, the first argument is like, well, you know, Putin's holding our fucking grain hostage. And it's like, well, the quicker uh, Putin wins the war, then the, the grains freed up, I suppose. But the, the, the idea that I mean, technically, that is kind of a win, but it's it's the win that the U.S. government wants. The U.S. government wants an end to this Ukraine war like the bankers want you to pay off your mortgage. Like they they want this to go on forever in perpetual. It's a perpetual honeypot for all of their fucking military industrial com uh, complex backers. So like they don't they want to be able to keep doing 40 billion there, 40 billion here. That's exactly what they want. These perpetual wars. It's great for them. Uh, be, they're fucking crazy. But that's why they. That's why we had a twenty fucking year war in Afghanistan. Like they want this to go on. Just as the the bankers don't want you to pay off your mortgage, they just want those interest payments coming in over and over and over again. That's why they offer you fucking refis every couple of years. You can reset the clock on that fucking amortization schedule. They don't want any of this to end. So yeah, it is a win. The longer they can get Ukraine to hold out and the more money we can send over there, the more weapons we can manufacture and send over there, the more pro the, you know, the more opportunities they have to prop uh, propagandize the American people, the more scapegoats they have for the fucking crumbling economy around us, the inflation, the, the, the stock market, crypto's getting fucking hammered. Like the, the entire fucking country is crumbling around us and they get to blame it all on the Russian boogeyman. 
Wow. Well, especially a especially a war like this where they don't have to actually send troops. They they can use you you can you can fight this proxy war and just send money to effectively be cleaned and returned to all of the people in the U.S. government that uh, ultimately will get their hands on it anyway. Like they, you've seen what Bono and U2 go do a concert and all of these uh, all of these uh, politicians have gone over to to Kiev and you see them like taking a casual stroll down the street with Zelensky. I, yeah, this, this is how war zones actually work is you just, you just drop in unexpected and shake hands and walk around and see what's going on. Like that's, that's exactly. totally how war zones work. Right. Well, especially when the, the Russians are going around and you know, it's like a genocide over there. They're just killing all these civilians <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing they get to do is just virtue. Like it's a form of virtue signaling for politicians. They get to grandstand. They get to talk about, oh, like all their humanitarian efforts, how they care about Ukraine and their democracy and their freedom. And look how much I care. I get to send somebody else's money over there. It's a it's a win win if you're a politician, as long as that you can propagandize the American people to be behind it. And they did a tremendous job of, of that. And so, yeah, you've got people on both sides of the aisle are thrilled to, to support, enthusiastically supporting anything that, that goes towards Ukraine, regardless of how much people are suffering here at home and, and how incapable the, these politicians are of, of solving problems here. Like, like you were saying, 40 billion to solve world hunger. They can't even solve uh, U.S. hunger with, with trillions of dollars. Um, it really is just fucking the, the mental disconnect that people experience. Like, I, I don't understand it anymore. Like it's getting so bad that I don't understand. Like, I don't even know how to get through to these people. Uh, I'm really struggling to, to have them grab like this guy that I was, I was going back and forth with on Twitter every once in a while. Like he, he, he would like make my point. He would like strengthen my argument and think that he was like dunking on me. He's like, they held out for like a couple of weeks. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that was my point. They want this to go on. That is the government's win. That's not a win for the American people. There, there's a big fucking difference here. And this idea that we have this government that's of the people, by the people, for the people, and they're looking out for you and they care about you and they care about these poor Ukrainians. That is the biggest load of shit ever, ever. They don't give a rip about Ukrainians. They don't give a rip about you. If they did, you know, they, like they would give you the, the, the tough parenting that Americans need. You know, that it, people do sort of have this idea that the government is like, you know, the referees or like the parents of the country, right? They wouldn't be treating you like the, like a, uh, we were talking about at the beginning of the, of the show, like this infant in a bubble not exposing you to the real world. They would be getting you ready for the real world. And then that's not what our government is doing. They're, they're keeping you shackled down, dependent, and uh, incapable of, of controlling your own uh, lives, your own destiny. And it's, man, it's, they're, they're, they're doing an incredible job at it. It's, we, we got a big so fucking fight. Huh? I was gonna say, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but while they have been running all of these articles about how Russia's losing, 
how Ukraine is holding out. You, you, you mentioned, you know, they, they held out for a couple, or they, that the guy mentioned that they had held out for a couple weeks. Like while you're seeing all of these articles about how uh, Ukraine is winning, Russia's falling apart, Russia's disorganized, Russia hasn't been able to meet any of their goals. At the same time, these same websites and these same uh, news sources are also putting out reports talking about how if Russia loses or if Ukraine loses, that's okay. If Ukraine surrenders uh, Crimea and Donbass, that's okay because it actually strengthens it actually strengthens Ukraine to give those those parts up. Uh, talking about the, the the failures of Ukraine to maintain its positioning, like they're they can't seem to get their propaganda right. I mean, the stuff that hits mainstream, like what actually gets run on the nightly news is only talking about Russia, but they are actually putting out the reports at the same time, uh, kind of setting the table for when Ukraine loses um, or when it becomes a stalemate and they decide to come to an end and Russia Effectively, Russia achieves everything that they had intended to, and uh, and then the thing just kind of ends. Yeah, it just took a, a little longer than anticipated. And that again, that was my point. Like, we are the ones that are dragging this on. It probably would have resolved itself already if we stopped sending tens of billions of dollars in weapons over there. Uh, like, this is, we are prolonging the agony so that our government can fucking benefit at the expense of the Ukrainians, at the expense of the American people. Yeah, I don't know what else to, uh, to say. We just have a really, really corrupt fucking government. And the the notion that they care about you or they have your best interest in mind, it, it, it's, at, it's, it's so ridiculous because it's right in front of your face every single day. Every, like every day, another thing comes out that proves everything that we've been saying. And I do in the uh, interest of a nice transition here, just happened to have an article ready to go here in the stack. And it might shock you that uh, Fauci, along with uh, a, a few other uh, big wigs over there at the uh, NIH, have been receiving royalty checks, secret royalty checks for, well, for a number of reasons, but for like approving certain drug treatments, drug trials, things like that. Apparently they've been getting kickbacks uh, from the pharmaceutical industry. Now, I know you are shocked by this, but there was, so this came out in a FOIA request and like, I haven't heard any fucking, I mean, this, this article is, uh, it's from the Epic times, but it's like top democratic leaders with oversight of the national Institute for health are keeping quiet about the $350 million in secret payments to agency leaders like Anthony Fauci and hundreds of its scientists. They've gotten no response. I guess they've reached out to a couple of, uh, Democrats for comment on this. But there was a it's a nonprofit government watchdog agency. It's called Open the Books. And they report on this a few days ago. But yeah, so they they put through a FOIA request and they uh, opened the books, apparently. And so 
hundreds of NIH scientists, along with Fauci and the former director, Francis Collins, got as much as $350 million in undisclosed royalty payments from pharmaceutical and other private firms from 2010 to 2020. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, it's a Chicago-based nonprofit government watchdog. And uh, there's one good thing coming out of Chicago. So yeah, Fauci received, let's see, between uh, because NIH hands out $32 billion in research grants to medical institutions and researchers annually, the undisclosed royalty payments, which are usually for work on a new drug, may indicate the presence of a massive and widespread conflict of interest or the appearance of such conflicts, both of which violate federal ethics laws and regulations. Collins resigned as the NIH director last December, December 2021, after 12 years of leading the world's largest public health agency. So that's a little suspicious if you ask me. Why does he resign at the end of 2021? That's it's almost as if he knew something was coming down the pike or I, I don't know. Say, when was the FOIA request put in? Because that, that would seem to be because they don't, you know, they don't respond to those immediately. There's usually some some yeah. delay. So. Yeah, that, that's good. That's a good uh, that's a good question. Let me see if I can find that. Mm -mm. Yeah. And it's not going to say in here. I'm going to have to fucking pull something else up. But yeah, that, that is an excellent question. So yeah, it does take, you do get some time to actually respond to these requests. And I'm guessing when you have an agency this big with thousands and thousands of pages of shit, you can sort of drag it out for a while, long enough for this guy to uh, get out of Dodge. What did Fa Fauci received? So Collins, no, Fauci received 14. Where is it? Mm -mm. No, 23, 23 royalty payments during the period. Collins was paid 14. I don't think this article tells us how much it was. Uh, Clifford Lane, Fauci's deputy, got eight payments. Mm -mm. But yeah, uh, up, up to about $350 million in royalty payments. Th this is, I mean, like, what, what have we been screaming at the top of our lungs for the last couple of years, like follow the money, not follow the fucking science. And is it any wonder why they, they push certain things? And I, I guarantee you they weren't getting royalty payments from ivermectin pharmaceutical producers or whatever. I guarantee you those 23 payments were coming from, you know, uh, granted it's over a 10 year period, but I bet you they got some pretty fat ones the last couple of years for pushing certain treatments that turned out to be, as we found out in the last episode, 12% effective, as opposed to the 95% effectiveness that they were touting. Did you see the uh, the thing that got me my latest Facebook ban? Um, no. Was it the meme of the, 12, the Pfizer meme? Mm, it was the Johnson & Johnson. It was an actual headline an actual npr headline that the johnson the fda was restricting the use of the johnson and johnson vaccine because of blood clot uh problems that it's been causing i just posted a screenshot of the headline <laughs> and that got fact checked as misinformation and i got a 24-hour ban i appealed it it's like this is literally a headline from an actual article here's the article 
This is not misinformation. So they said, oh, we got it wrong. We'll restore your account. You won't have the ban. Three days later, I got banned for it again without the ability to appeal the second time around. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, like, and so I submitted a help ticket on that. I said, you, you literally said that you got this wrong and you removed my suspension the first time. Why am I getting suspended again for the exact same thing that you've already admitted was not misinformation, you bastards? So then I, uh, so after I was, my account was restored. This morning I sat down and read the article on a live stream on Facebook. So I wonder how long it'll take me take before they just nuke me entirely for doing that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Facebook's got great oversight, apparently. <laughs> Congress, not not so much. I mean, th- these are the guys, the the ones that uh, Ron, uh, Rand Paul wants oversight on the forty billion are the ones that just let three hundred and fifty million in fucking royalty payments go go to these fucking people, dude. This is like this is criminal behavior. Like you are not allowed to fucking do this shit in any other facet of of american life like any other job you have there they make you fucking sign shit you can't be fucking taking kickbacks and re- and giving recommendations at, at a company you can't do that this guy can make you know dictate fucking rules from above for the entire country 350 million people mandates all kinds of shit and it turns out he's getting fucking money under the table the entire fucking time. Not to mention he's ridiculously overpaid to begin with. The idea that these fucking bureaucrats make hundreds of thousands, he's making almost half a million dollars a year. There's way too much fucking money in Washington. These people shouldn't be making anything. It's fucking insane. But these are the, yeah, this is the the, the ones that are going to oversight, oversee all of this money this is the most corrupt fucking system you can imagine. And this is the, you know, the NIH, the, the fucking Holy grail. We're always supposed to look to them. And we're supposed to look to the FDA. I guarantee you they're all getting fucking kickbacks, all kinds of fucking royalties. It's just a matter of time before the FOIA requests actually come through. And, you know, if Fauci hadn't been such a fucking weaselly prick the last couple of years, nobody would have gone through this FOIA thing. <laughs> but yeah, so he overplayed his fucking hand, and now yeah, turns out he's been getting fucking money under the tape. They all have. Shocking, shocking that government scientists can be influenced by money. Now, now do climate change. Now do like you know <laughs> anything that they are fucking saying. There is money behind it. These people have no integrity. They are the fucking scum of the earth. We need to stop looking to them as authority. Because it's not a coincidence that they get everything wrong. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not like they didn't know a lot of this stuff was wrong when they were saying it. They knew it was wrong. They said it anyways because money fucking talks. Right. And that's I mean, it's it's why they tried to suppress the Pfizer data and spread it out over 75 years, because they already knew what was going to come out of it. Absolutely. They've, they've seen I mean, the information. They, they knew what was coming. They just didn't want to be held responsible for it and now here it is yeah and you don't have to be a fucking uh, a scientist epidemiologist you don't have to be a fucking genius to know bullshit when you see it and to be able to look at statistics and be able to call bullshit on their statistics or look at like actual statistics and and figure things out for yourself 
Um, I, I don't claim to be a fucking genius. This stuff is very easy to see if you take the fucking blinders off and you've inoculated yourself from their propaganda. But man, it's the, the amount of people that worship at the altar of the NIH, of the, uh, the CDC, of the FDA, of all of these government bureaucracies. Man, like we have to be able to get through to these people. I don't know how much more evidence you need, um, how many more examples you need of their malfeasance and their just um, their just lack of ability to do anything they claim to set out to, other than the last couple of years. I mean, I guess maybe that's a, a white pill for for some people, but man, they're like the, the amount of people that still buy into this is, is shocking to me. Yeah. It's- absolutely nuts like people have been sufficiently brainwashed yeah yeah well i mean what you know and and it's not like i don't expect them to be like i'd be shocked if they weren't after going through government schools having you know cnn on the fucking tvs everywhere you know like they're just bombarded for the first 18 to 25 years of their life with government propaganda yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if they weren't. However, after what we've gone through the last couple of years, I, I'm I'm surprised that more people aren't anymore. I, I mean, like even just like in my building here, yeah, like yeah, maybe yesterday or the day before, all of a sudden masks are now optional in the in the common areas. All of a sudden, like none none of the science has changed nothing has fucking changed the last couple of years when it comes to masks or covid um but now like everybody's nobody's wearing masks anymore like none of the staff have their masks on which i'm very i'm happy for them but it was just like what how is this just not a, like a scathing indictment of this entire fucking process this entire thing it was all ridiculous now they just took down one side that said mandatory and we're going to charge you a fucking one month association fee if you're caught without your mask on too. Mask is now optional. And now we can see everybody's smiling faces and, and nothing has changed. Doesn't that like just make some you that has to make you fucking think about this on some level, right? Like one day it's not okay, the next day it is and nothing changed in between. For people who actually are capable of thought, I'm sure it they were already looking at that anyway. But yeah, the the ones who are the ones who are so invested in the narrative, like they don't care. They're they're not gonna look at it ever. They will never they will never look at it. And that's just that's I mean, that's the sad reality that we're facing right now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you get through to these people. I I <laughs> Logic doesn't seem to work. They don't care about uh, logic, hypocrisy, consistency. They care about emotional arguments, but they're they're so fucked up emotionally that like they're, they're I mean they've been made hysterical about things. They were made hysterical about COVID. You know, this was I remember when COVID first started. I was like, this is ridiculous. This is not going to be a thing. This is this is going to be like all of the other times they tried to scare us with swine flu and uh, the Zika virus and like this, uh, Ebola, like this should blow over in a couple of weeks. And I still stand by my original assessment. What I got wrong was the American uh, or I guess the world's fucking 
gullibility, if that's a word. I think it is. Um, and and they're like just how easily they can be just hysterical about something and and propagandized into freaking out. I really underestimated that, especially in America. I was like, Americans aren't going to go for this. The the level of pussy in America is off the charts. Twenty years ago, this this could not have happened. Um, but yeah, now it's like we got all these kids with peanut allergies and purple hair, and no, like they've got the thinnest layer of skin you can possibly imagine. And they're very, like, they don't, they've never had their ideas challenged. They've never been put in, like, difficult situations. Everybody got a participation trophy. Everybody gets their feelings validated. That's why, you know, the level of entitlement uh, among uh, my generation and the Zs and whatever comes after that, the level of entitlement is just staggering. Like, they Oh, I can't be, I can't fit into one of the 72 gender pronouns that we have now. I need the 73rd one because I'm a Zergadizah, whatever the fuck they're coming up with now. It's like, dude, who the fuck do you think you are? Just pick one of the other ones that we already have. But no, 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 I'm special. I'm special. I must be validated. I'm entitled to this. And my God, do they have they like, I don't even know where this is going, man. I saw a really good one uh, a couple of weeks ago, a month or so ago. It was a person who identifies uh, that she is she is not the like she is acceptable, but not the preferred uh, toy self. Toy self is is acceptable and more preferred. But fish self is what this person's true true preference is to be referred to as as the as a fish self i I don't know what the fuck a fish self is but more power to you you beautiful dumbass yeah okay yeah i mean you can go ahead and live in that weird world that you've created for yourself but yeah when you do that to people when you fuck up entire generations and i saw somebody else like some fucking old boomer was like you know the the boomer generation had like some successes and some failures. And I was like, successes, Jesus Christ. They have fucking failed on every front imaginable. Not only have they fucked up our government completely beyond repair, beyond repair. Um, they've fucked up an entire, the, the generations to come are completely incapable of not only managing their own lives and dealing with problems, but fixing any of the problems that they've created in this, the massive government apparatus that we have. Like the, these kids today are so fucking unprepared and so easily manipulated and into and, and stirred up into a tizzy Roe v. Wade covid like they are just ripe for the fucking propaganda and then the government fucking solutions and that and that to me is fucking terrifying like it's all they have to do is whip these people up into a fucking frenzy about something stupid and they will go fucking crazy they will freak out they will get hysterical and then the government presents themselves as the solution and you know maybe a lot of these shortages is is part of the plan 
Because that that will get other people, like actual sane people, to freak out as well. When you can't put food on the table, when your money is worthless, they create the fucking problems. They create the environment where you're desperate, and then they present themselves as your savior, as the solution. Oh, we just need to nationalize this. We just need to nationalize that. We just need price controls. It's another thing I saw Nancy Pelosi coming up with as a solution to the, the gas uh, price problem. There's, there's a bill, I forget all the Democrats that signed on to it, but yeah, they're going to make uh, price gouging, it's the price gouging protection uh, bill or something like that. And it's gonna prevent oil prices, uh, it's gonna prevent gasoline uh, companies from raising prices. And they, they use some weird wording, but too high, too fast, essentially. In other words, they're gonna put price controls in. I mean, we are we are on a very quick and steady march towards legitimate communism. They're, I mean, get ready. The food shortages and bread lines are well on their way. In fact, I think since I did till the garden today, I need to go plant some wheat just so I can ensure that I don't end up in the bread line. So wheat is not hard to grow and bread is not hard to make if you know just like a little bit of what the fuck you're doing. So like, if you need advice, hit me up. Let's uh, make your own bread so you're not stuck yeah. in the bread lines. Maybe we should start like a uh, like a food shortage podcast where we teach people how to fucking do stuff on their own when it's not on the shelves. Here's an alternative method, like a prepping food prepper prepper uh, thing. I don't know. There, there's going to be some very tough times ahead. There, these these people. If you're looking to government to solve these problems, you, you're fucked. You're totally fucked. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and all of them, they're going to come out with price controls. That's going to lead to more shortages. Um, they've created all of these problems and they're exacerbating them as we speak in the name of making them better, just like they do with every fucking problem that has ever existed as long as government has existed and as long as man has had problems. And I mean, man as men and women, everybody. Um, as long as there have been problems, there has been a government claiming to solve them. And every time they claim to solve one, they create an additional 10 to 15, maybe even more exponentially worse problems on top of it. And they just keep doing this over and over and over again until the fucking thing collapses on itself. And yeah, they, then they go with communism, socialism, something like that. Um, and that, that collapses on itself. And then we start all over again. It, it must be fascinating to like be, to, to watch this happen from like above. If there were like, you know, gods or something, just watching these idiots do the same thing over and over again and fail fucking miserably. Somebody commented on Twitter earlier today with the, the $40 billion to Ukraine, like this. And, and the fact that it's, it's not going to Ukrainian aid, like it's going to get laundered through the system and it's going to end up coming back to everybody who's in positions of power like it's going to go to ukraine ukraine is going to turn around and spend it on military contracts on and all of this other stuff that's just going to send it right back it's going to go into the pockets of the people who are putting the money in the pockets of the politicians who are passing all of the spending bills and stuff it's like this is somebody said this is the the looting of the treasury like you're seeing the death throes of an empire in the you know that it's yeah this is what we are we are i've said it too many times over the past like three weeks um we are witnessing the late stage collapse of the roman empire in real time 
And it's like for people who are students of history and, and understand what's going on, it's both terrifying and also kind of entertaining. Like I'm getting a huge kick out of it, but if I lived in like, if I lived in like a, a blue state or a big city or something where I didn't have the ability to raise chickens and goats and go hunt for whatever I need and have this massive garden and all of that stuff. I might be freaking the fuck out right now. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's, it's also very frustrating to watch because it's like, not only did I tell you so, I told you so a long fucking time ago. 20 years ago. We laid out the fucking case. We laid out exactly what was going to happen and it's all playing out in front of our eyes and you're still in denial about it. And you're still looking to like 40 billion. What, what the fuck is 40 billion going to do that the 30 trillion they've already spent couldn't accomplish? Like, wh- what do we just think about it? What are we doing here? Like how many of the people who I graduated high school with that heard me talk about this, this shit and honors English and U.S. history and stuff and rolled their eyes and wished I would just shut the fuck up are now thinking, God, he was right no, yeah. I mean, none, obviously, but no, none, none, no, no, they, they've got some delusional lie that they're telling themselves <laughs> that this money is going to help the fighters. And it's like, dude, we have the world's largest government, uh, it, the largest government that's ever existed. It's spent more money than ever imaginable. It's promised more money than ever imaginable. We've got more committees. We've got super committees. We've got bureaucracies up the ass and we've got everything that they've ever fucking asked for everything that they wanted. And we still got all the same fucking problems. Like if this was the solution to anything, if, if government was the solution to education by now, education would at least be getting slightly better, not exponentially worse year after year after year. If this was the solution to poverty, poverty would be getting at least slightly better, not exponentially worse. And then leveling off, and having the same poverty rate for the last fucking 40 years. Uh, if this was the solution to housing, we wouldn't have fucking housing crises. I mean, uh, the list just goes on and on and on. They've failed across the board. Nothing they're doing is working. We have to stop. We have to stop. I mean, we're going to be forced to stop. We, we, you can't just keep printing money out of thin air and doling it out and expecting things to happen. Uh, especially when most of that money just ends up back, as you were saying, in the pockets of these pussy politicians and the politically connected. Like they are they are getting fucking rich off of this. They're getting rich off of you and, and you're sitting there and like, thank you, daddy. Can I have another? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? You got to wake up uh, pretty soon. You're not going to be able to fucking put food on your table. And the the Bidens, the Pelosi's, the Bushes, the Clinton—they're all going to be doing just fine, because they've got that thirty trillion dollars in their fucking bank accounts. You got nothing. You got jack shit. And they're going to keep telling you oh, how much they love you. <laughs> They'll tell you how much they love you and care about you all the way to the fucking bank. And uh, you're going to be left holding the bag for all this shit. Nancy Pelosi can live off of that three-year supply of ice cream she's got in her $20,000 freezer. That's right. Or or just her stock trading ability. She's unbelievably good at that. And we can't even track her fucking trades anymore because the the Twitter account that was doing that got fucking banned. Uh, Anyway, uh, we got to wrap because I got to go. We're also going to get cut off again in another four minutes and 48 seconds. By the way, 
the the price of Zoom hasn't changed, but we can't use it for more than 40 minutes at a time with uh, just two people anymore. So no inflation. That's not going to get captured in the CPI either, folks, but it's more work for us. It's also frustrating and obnoxious, and we might have to come up with another solution. But I guess that's that's it for me today. You got anything you need to plug? I think that's good. Huh? Well, we we may move to. Uh, I need to create. I think I should create us an Odyssey, and we can just do this live on Odyssey, and then and then the audio can come out later. Okay, I did see something. I think I got an email. Like I can put video up on Spotify, maybe. Which oh. the I, I don't know if that. I haven't really looked into it. I just like I was kind of scrolling. It was like oh, video on Spotify, so I might be able to do that. Oh yeah, through Anchor. Um, I've been doing that with my show. It, okay. Yeah, I can. Yeah, we can talk about it later. All right. So, yeah, we can do that. Uh, yeah. Follow us on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. Don't forget to check out some merchandise. We got our merchandise store up. It's tpublic.com slash pedaling dash fiction. I think we'll get you there, but I'll link to it in the description. And um, yeah, actually, you know what? Also, start leaving me more ratings and reviews on iTunes. We need to uh, we need to pump up the circulation of this show. So leave me a five-star review. If you think that the show is worth it, if not, don't leave me a fucking review <laughs> five stars or, or no review at all. And um, share the show. Let's get, let's get these numbers up so that maybe we can start reaching some of these buffoons that think sending $40 billion to Ukraine is good. The NIH isn't corrupt and there's going to be congressional oversight and blah, 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 blah. And if you guys can do all that for us, we will be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. Peace. Peace.